tonight. I, I am super excited because we have a guest speaker coming tonight. Uh, me and her, we actually went to high school together. We went to ministry school together. And I will be honest, she was the only one in our ministry school that I actually got uh, really scared to preach after when she would go before me because this girl can preach. The sign of a good preacher, it isn't the stage, it's what happens behind the stage. And what I love about this girl coming up right now is, man, she loves Jesus. She's passionate about God, and you can tell every bit of it. This girl, man, she encountered God at a young age, and before anybody else, man, she began to pursue the call of God on her life. And I'm telling you guys, what you see in this building, most of it is because of her. While I'm off goofing around telling jokes, she's getting stuff done, and I'm telling you, Man, she, I, I'm not kidding. If you know me, that is literally factual evidence. Yeah, that's for some of you. Well, guys, I'm telling you, lean into this message because she's going to bring a message that every single one of us need to hear, especially in the middle of our summer. So, hey, guys, can you welcome my good friend, Miss Faye Ellen Moore to the stage? Kill it, Faye. You're going to kill it? Kill it. You're amazing. Oh, got a mic. See, she already had a mic. She knew I was probably going to lose the batteries. So like Justin said, I had the privilege of going through high school, through ministry school, and all of the things with him and Lex, and can I tell you something? He is the real deal. Lex is the real deal. You guys have some of the best youth pastors ever. Like, what you have is not normal. So I want you to take a minute and give them a huge round of applause because they are incredible. Like, guys, I'm serious. You will never have any idea how many days off they sacrifice to pull, put on days like this, your camps, and everything in between. So if you get a chance, make sure you hug Justin and Lex tonight and just tell them thank you. Just tell them thank you for everything that they put into this place and into this ministry. Well, like Justin said, I'm the missions and outreach pastor. And as part of my job, I get to lead mission trips all around the world. It's super, super fun, and we always get to go love and serve and do all the things. And my very first mission trip that I ever led was to Mexico, and I actually got to co-lead with Buddy Kelly. We have a picture of a few of us up there. Yep, there we are. And we got to serve a bunch of kids, just love on kids while we were there, and it was an incredible time. But like I said, we sprinkled in some fun all in between. And some brilliant soul, somebody had the brilliant idea for us to wake up and hike up that mountain right there at like 3 a.m. to see the sunrise. Y'all, that's early. It was so early. All right, so we get up. It's like 3 a.m. We're still wiping the crust out of our eyes. People didn't even brush their teeth. Pretty sure J.D. did not brush his teeth to this day. But we start gathering all around, gathering outside, and getting ready to go. And Buddy realizes that, you know, everybody's here, so it's time to go. So he turns around real fast, even though it's dark, and he starts to walk. Well, he takes that first step, and he's drinking water. So he's not looking where he's going, and it's already dark. And he gets ready to take another step, but what he doesn't realize is the pavement ended. And there's just a big fat hole right there. And he literally looked at, like Humpty Dumpty had a great fall with his bald head. And if you look real close, you can actually see blood on his hand right there. That was from that day. He got scratched up everywhere. I mean, he, he was all scratched up on his legs and everything. And it was one of those falls, like he didn't just fall once, he kept falling. Because he like refused to give up. 
And so he literally fell and did like 10 rolls. And the most, the best part of this entire situation was when he got up, he was all mad. And it's like, bro, why are you mad at us? Like, you're the one that fell. And he starts flipping out and he's like, y'all can go now because we're just sitting there staring at him. And at this point, we lose it. We're dying laughing because you can't take a man serious that's bleeding. And not only that, that water bottle he was drinking, it ended up all over him. It literally looked like that water bottle peed on him. And then he's mad yelling at us. And see, the most hilarious part of that story is because Buddy got all upset. And here's the thing I want you to know tonight. You need to get upset. You need to get mad. It literally tells us in the Bible that you need to get mad. I'm serious. Y'all need to get upset. There's a story in the Bible that perfectly illustrates this. There are these two guys named Paul and Silas who were preaching the world, preaching the word to the known world at that time. And the religious leaders of that day hated these two guys, absolutely hated them because they're over there healing people, they're praying, people are getting healed, delivered, saved, and the religious leaders are just so mad and are infuriated with them. And this is what it says in Acts 17, 6. It says, the mob or the gang of religious leaders couldn't find Paul and Silas, so they took Jason instead, along with some of the brothers in his house church, and dragged them before the city council. Along the way, they screamed out, those troublemakers have turned the world upside down, have now come here to our city. That phrase, turn the world upside down, it literally means get upset. They have upset the world for the cause of Jesus because they have gone around loving people, praying for people. People have been getting healed because of what they have done. So the religious leaders, everything they were saying was bad, but in reality, God called them to get upset. God called them to turn the world upside down. And can I tell you tonight, he has called you to do the exact same thing. Every single person sitting in this room, you have been called to turn this world upside down. And what you have to know about this story like why this story is so awesome and I love it is because you have to know about Paul. Paul wasn't a dude that grew up in church, at least not our kind of church. Paul was a guy, he was literally just 10 chapters before was killing Christians. He was crucifying Christians. But in a matter of 10 chapters, he went from crucifying Christians to converting Christians in just 10 chapters. And the question is how? How did that just happen within 10 chapters? It's because just like what Justin was just talking about, God radically encountered him. He encountered the love of God, the grace of God, the healing power of our God. He encountered God and that radically changed him. So he went from murdering to helping people get saved. He went from killing people to people being loved on and being brought into the kingdom of God. Once God has turned your world upside down, you are now called to turn the world of others upside down. 
Because here's the thing, what God does in you and in your heart, it's never meant to stay there. What he does in your life, it's meant to affect other people. Because once God has turned your world upside down, you're now called to turn others' worlds upside down. Every single church leader I know, every single pastor here at Grace City, it doesn't matter what we came from, whether we came from brokenness or whether we caused some form of brokenness in our past, it doesn't matter. Every single pastor that I know, we made a choice along the way. We made a choice that, you know what, we're not gonna let our past define us because after we encountered the love of God, that's all that mattered. Because we knew that once we encountered the love of God, we could sit here and we could cry and be upset about our past. Instead, we dealt with it. We found healing and love and grace and we made a choice that we would follow God and that we would choose what he had for us and in return, it is helping turn the world upside down around us. Because once God has turned your world upside down, you are now called to turn the world upside down. You know, this is, this is a huge part of my story. I, I know what brokenness feels like. I came from a very broken home that was full of abuse. My dad was an alcoholic and in his drunken rages, he caused a lot of pain, abuse, and just confusion in our household. Also had very close family members of mine that were incarcerated, which meant a lot of family holidays were spent in prisons visiting them. And not only that, but we had stepdads that came into the picture just to leave in the middle of the night. Not just one, but two. And here's the incredible thing though, is just at the right time, at the right season and in the right moment, I found my way to what used to be called Revive. Y'all now call it Revive Nights in Grace City Youth. But I, at just the right time, and I was sitting in chairs just like those. Well, actually, it, they weren't like those at all. The people laughing understand. <laughs> Y'all have like super comfy chairs, all right? Like our butts used to be freezing, and whenever we got up, we were like in pain for a minute because they literally just caved to the chair. They were metal, cold, rusty, and not only that, but... Um, we also, man, that room, it smelled like a dumpster fire, like straight dumpster fire. We had a hair salon that was beside us, so we smelled all their chemicals down their drain would come up our drain. It was really gross. Y'all are extremely blessed, all right? Extremely blessed. But regardless of the grossness, God met us in those chairs. He met us in those moments, and at the right time, I encountered the love of God. And it sent me on this journey where I could choose to live how the enemy wanted me to, which meant I could just continue the cycles of my family, or I could choose another way. I could choose God. I could choose to follow him and do what he says to do. And that's what I chose to do. I kept coming to revive, I kept worshiping, I started learning what prayer meant. I actually did this crazy thing and opened up my Bible and started learning about the power that he has given us as his sons and daughters. And then eventually I actually started serving. And it was through serving that I, I realized I have a niche. I love helping people. I love going the extra mile for people. 
And by the grace of God, it was through that niche and through following him that I eventually actually got the job that I have right now, which is doing the very thing that I am called to do. And here's the thing. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. He will do it for every single one of you. Because what God does in you is meant to reach the world around you. Everything he does inside of you, all the ways that you find healing and hope, he, you are meant to carry that to the world around you. It doesn't matter if your parents got divorced or you come from a broken home. It doesn't matter. Because the moment you choose God and you make that choice, he sets you on a journey that fulfills the very purpose and the destiny that he has given you. Here's the thing I want you guys to realize. He has put something inside of you that the world needs. There is something that is so specific within you that the world needs. That's why he put it there. You know, God is omnipresent and omnipotent, which are super fancy words for meaning he is all-knowing and he is at all places at all times. So what that means basically is the very beginning of time before the world was even made, he decided and he knew what was gonna be going on in our world right now. He knew about our political issues. He knew about all of the spiritual issues. He knew every single thing our world would be facing right now. And guess what? He decided all those years ago that you should live now because he knows what's inside of you. He knows what the world needs because he put it inside of you. You guys have such incredible purposes that will literally turn this world upside down. He didn't make copycats. He didn't copy and paste. Every single one of you are so, so uniquely made, divinely made. He put something so specific within you to carry to this world. You know what he did? He literally said, you know what? You know who I need in this time period right now? I need Izzy because I know that she will love every single person around her and she will stop and love the one in front of her in a way that turns the world upside down. You know what he said? He said, I need Tyler in today's time right now because he will be bold enough to speak the truth when the truth is needed. You know what else he said? He said, I need Zoe here now because she won't bend to the currents of culture, but she will stand firm exactly as I need her to stand. He purposefully put you in this time period because this world needs you. The worst thing you could ever do is rob the world of what's inside of you. Is the most selfish thing you could do. Is rob the world of what he has put inside of you. Because here's the reality. There are people out there that I'll never reach. There are people out there that Justin and Lex they won't ever reach, that the staff at Grace City will never reach, but you will, because Holy Spirit is inside of you. How many football players do we have in here? Put your hands up. I want to see. Oh, y'all like sitting over here. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You aren't on that football team just to play football. 
You are there to reach those other guys with the love of God. You are there to help get them in church so they can encounter what you've encountered. Baseball, softball. Y'all aren't there just to hit home runs. Y'all are there to reach those people on those teams with the love of God. That's why you're there. How many nerds are in here? I love that. Yes, nerds. How many people love to read books, love to learn, love poetry, love the arts? How many people we got that would call yourself nerds? That's all? That's the only nerds we got? I feel like we have more nerds in here. I, only, I see mostly adults right now. Y'all, Justin is a nerd. I am a nerd, okay? If you are a nerd, put your hand up and do not be ashamed. All right, everybody else, I want you to look around real quick. Look around real quick at your nerds. Go ahead and get on their good side because they will be your bosses one day. I'm serious. Nerds rule the world. So go ahead and be nice to them because they will be signing your paychecks. How many gamers do we have? Like you love video games. I don't understand you people at all. But you know what? God has people specifically, other gamer people, for you to reach. <laughs> because I ain't reaching them, just to be real. I don't get it. <laughs> God has specifically ordained for people for you to reach that only you can reach. If you are a pageant girl in here, oh. whoa, I was not ready for that response. All right, pageant girls, let me tell you something. You got a whole lot of girls you need to reach with the love of God. <laughs> if you are dumb, y'all don't put your hands down. I didn't ask you to put your hands up. Put your hands down. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're dumb, you will reach dummies. That's how that's gonna work. <laughs> there are very specific people that God has for you to reach. He has to use your unique personality, your expression. If you're quiet, you're gonna reach some quiet people. If you are loud, you're gonna reach loud people. He needs your personality and your expression to reach the world around you. That's why he's not a copy and paste God. That's why he created you so uniquely and so divinely. Because he needs what is inside of you guys. Like you have to get this. That's why I keep saying it over and over. You gotta get this. I want you to think about something real quick. The Holy Spirit that is within you can only reach people with your unique personality and expression for the time that you are alive on this earth. And he's never been able to reach those people before you and won't be able to reach them after you. Like I said before, the worst thing you can do is rob this world of the divine, unique expression that you are. We don't need cheap imitations. We don't need you to look like the girl or the guy off of TikTok. There's enough of them. Look like you're supposed to look like. Mark Twain said, the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. Do you know your why? Y'all feel how tense it just got? I used to hate when people got on stage and said that same thing. 
I used to hate it. And here I am saying it because now I understand the weight of it. Because without vision, you perish. If you don't figure out what God has given you, your, your ordained purpose, then the enemy is going to take you out. He will do absolutely everything he can take you, take you out. You have to know your why because when your why is in front of you, you won't detour. You won't say yes to the things that aren't of God. You won't say yes to the drugs and the things that aren't of God. You won't say yes to the things that just don't matter. That's why you have to figure out why you were born. And here's the thing about our, our God. He is so loving and he is such a good father that he literally gave us the answer in the Bible. So plain and so simple. Matthew 12, 30, 31 says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment greater than these. That's it, right there. That is why you were put on this earth, in a nutshell. Like, yes, you all have something very specific, but until you learn whatever that specific thing is, this is where it starts. Love God which looks like you continuing to come to revive, worshiping God, learning about God, open your Bible, learn about your father. That's where it starts, committing your life to him, saying no to the things that lead you away from him. Everything Justin does here is not just for fun. Like yes, that's engaging and it's awesome, but he also has very real purpose and it's so that you grow closer to God and closer to everything that he has for you. And number two is love people. You will know you are truly growing in the way you love God by how you love people. You know, our world is set up to be so me-centered. It is set up to be focused all about me, how many likes I got, how, how many people respond to me, how fast I can get my food, how fast I can get my target order. Everything is all about you. <laughs> all the adults appreciated that. <laughs> um, I was recently talking to a friend of mine and she suffers with severe depression, like has been in the hospital a few times, like very severe, severe depression. And she actually beat it though. Like she overcame it, it was no longer affecting her anymore for a long extended period of time. And then recently she started having flare ups. And so I was talking on the phone with her and I, I was asking her, well, what happened? Like what were you doing before that you aren't doing now? Like how can you beat it again? What do you need to do? And she sat there and she, she thought about it for a minute. And she said, you know what? I was serving. I was up at the church three to four times a week. I was either cooking meals for people, delivering meals. I was up at the church even just taking out the trash because I knew I was helping somebody. And that's how she beat depression. Because let me tell you something. If you live the way this world tells you to live, focused all about you, you will live a very lonely life. It will be extremely lonely. That is the recipe right there for lonely and depression, loneliness and depression. Our culture is so me-focused, but it is the exact opposite about God. Because here's the reality, is when you pour out your life to someone else, you in return get filled up. When you pour out your life serving and sacrificing for someone else, you get filled back up. I often tell people, um, all about the principle of sowing and reaping. It's a little different, but basically, 
whatever you need, go sow it and watch how you reap it. If you're lonely, if you need some friends, you need friendship, go sow friendship for somebody else. If you need some money, if you're broke and you need some money, go sow money to a good cause that is doing something good. If you feel like you need love, like you just feel alone and like you just, you need love, go be love for someone else and watch how God just fills you up because when you pour your life out for someone else, you in return get filled up. So let's get super practical. I wouldn't be a good mission pastor if I didn't give you some like really practical ways to go love people. So number one, act. Y'all, you gotta do something. You can't just sit here, you can't sit through all the classes or the small groups and do nothing. You gotta start somewhere and you gotta actually do something. Start anywhere. I heard this story from this pastor when he was super young. He started an internship in LA at this communication agency. And on his first day there, he met this lady named Miss Mary. Miss Mary was the meanest lady he has ever in his life met. I mean, he could literally hear her stomping down the hallway every time because she was that mad and that mean. And everybody at this agency hated her, like completely hated her. She was considered like a time cruncher, which basically meant if somebody clocked out at 12 o'clock to go eat, they better be back by 12.59 or she would write them up. Like the whole office absolutely hated her. And he realized like he started feeling bad. Like he really started feeling bad for her because she really was mean. And he started feeling this nudge, like he really needs to do something about it. He needs to do something about this lady. And so he decided to pray. He got one of his friends who's like, hey, I think we really need to pray for this lady. I think we need to start praying right now. So him and a friend, his name is Tim, Tim and a friend, he, they started going to work every single day early. And they would pray over the entire office. They would pray over Miss Mary, Miss Mary's office, and they did this for an entire week and saw nothing. Like nothing changed. She was still just old mean Miss Mary. So they kept going because he's like, you know what? I really just believe that God is going to break something up in her life. So he kept praying. And at the end of the second week, the Friday of that second week, he realized, the whole office realized that Miss Mary, like, there was something different about her. Like, her, her facial expression changed a little bit. She started smiling somewhat, but nobody trusted it yet because she still missed me, Mary. So Tim and his friend, they continued to pray. At the end of the third week, Miss Mary came out of her office and said, hey, I'm buying pizza for everybody. Who wants some? They felt like this was a miracle and a huge breakthrough because it was mean old Miss Mary buying pizza for people. But it didn't end there. They kept praying for her, and then she eventually asked them, hey, I feel like I need to go to church. Do y'all go somewhere? She literally invited herself to their church. Like, that was so easy. But you know where it started? It started because they chose to love this mean old lady by praying for her, all right? It starts somewhere. Prayer is a great place to start when you wanna pray for somebody you know what, I believe some of you are already doing this in your own houses. I used to do this, like, God, my mom is driving me up the wall. Like, I need you to help. And you know what he says? Go unload the dishwasher. I'm serious. Like, I dare y'all to start some of this. Go mop and vacuum without your mom asking. See how that changes your relationship with her. Go love your parents without them telling you to do something. 
I promise you, it will change the entire dynamic. And number two is find your serve. In order to make a difference, you've got to find your serve. You know, we've actually created entire ministries around this one idea. You have Discover classes, which you have one coming up in August that you can attend and learn about how you were specifically wired. But not only that, we actually have created a ministry called Saturday Serves that ties exactly what I'm talking about to an action. Y'all, it is so incredibly simple to go out and to love people. Like, we have projects all throughout the area. We have projects here that you can get dropped off at. I think we have that slide with some of those projects listed. We have things like balloon volleyball at Evergreen Assisted Living. Like I said, if you feel like you're lonely, go spend time with people who really are lonely and watch how your cup gets filled up. Watch how you get filled up. Because all of these projects, what you'll notice is every single one of them, they are simple acts of kindness. They are so simple. It's easy for us to be able to provide book bags for kids who are currently in foster care. But you know what it does to those foster parents and that child? It lets them know, hey, there is a whole community out here who loves you and is rooting for you. These things are so simple. Gifts for teachers, that's simple. We can provide gifts for teachers, but what it shows them is, hey, there is a church in Leesburg, Georgia, who is praying for you and believing for God to show up in your classroom this year. These are such simple, simple things, but they have such profound and powerful results. I heard this story about this, um, this lady going through a drive through she was going through the drive-thru, and someone actually decided to pay for one of her meals. And whenever she got to the window, she realized that somebody paid for her, and she realized the gift that she had just received, and she just started weeping, completely just weeping. Well, the car was still in front of her, so she took a picture of it. And what was also on this car on the bumper of it was a church sticker. So she called that church, and she said, hey, I want you to tell license plate number da 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 that they just saved my life, that I was going home after eating my last meal and I was gonna take my life, but they made me realize that there are still good people in this world, that there is hope in this world and I will be at your church on Sunday. Y'all, that was a $5 meal. A $5 meal saved someone. These things are so simple. And we really encourage you, come out to Saturday Serve, check out how simple and how easy it is for you to love on others and love people and watch what God does in your life. Because when you start serving, when you start loving on others, you'll start learning about your gifts, your passions, and how he has wired you to truly make a difference and turn the world around you upside down. I want y'all to think about, just for a minute, what would it look like? What would it look like for a youth group of this size for all of you to be so determined to make a difference? What would your schools, your homes, what would it look like? How powerful would that be? Because that is exactly what God is calling us to do. He is calling us to turn this world upside down, to make a difference in the streets of Leesburg, Albany, Terrell, your schools and your homes. But it all starts with one decision. 
And maybe you haven't made that decision yet. It's a decision to follow God. It's a decision to believe that Jesus came, died, and rose again so that you can be in a complete and total relationship with God, that you are a son and daughter of the living God. So all you have to do is you say this simple prayer under your breath. You say, God, I choose you. I choose to live my life for you. I believe that you sent Jesus to die, to be crucified, and to be raised back to life so that I could be in a relationship with you. Amen.